this hour by Frederick Remington fully cooked ready to eat bacon. Exclusive no refrigeration 10 year extended shelf life bacon. The thickest media center cut bacon in the industry at fullycookedbacon.com. The gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So this has been such an exciting week. That if it happens again, you won't hear from me. Because I may not be here. So Chris, you're telling me that this has happened to you a few times. But somebody in a truck decided he didn't like my car. And he had an argument with it. And of course, when a car is hit by a truck, even a normal-sized truck, the car ends up being second best. So therefore, it's my former car. Anyway, we don't want to get into that, all the stuff. So you were in Utah at some kind of event, Chris. Can you tell us anything about that? Yeah, I met a guy at the, a couple of years ago at the UFO Congress who uh, mentioned that there was a lot of interest up in, in Utah, southern Utah, in the paranormal, and he thought that it would be a, a perfect place to you know, attempt to launch and um, you know start a annual UFO event. So things didn't really go as planned the first year, so I, I, I was not uh, able to go up there. But I did go to the second annual Utah Uf- UFO Fest, and I spoke with Clifford Mahuti and Ron Regeer and um, alien Dave Rosenfeld was there. Joe Bookman, the uh, libertarian congressional candidate from uh, in Utah, who also was involved in the citizen hearing uh, for disclosure at the Washington, Washington National Press Club. Um, so, you know, there were a number of people. It's a free event, so locals could come out and camp and have fun. It was wait, an wait, wait. Free event? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was a free event sponsored by a lot of uh, town businesses. And a lot of people, you know, brought their RVs or they uh, camped. And um, I did it just to help out and also to uh, make some inroads with the ranching community up there in Utah. That particular part of the country has a real uh, reputation of having a lot of activity uh, that has gone on in the past, but very little, if any, of it is documented. So, Plus, it's right. I go through some of the the most interesting uh, fossil hunting uh, areas too, uh, as you wind your way up from the Colorado River up into southern Utah. There's uh, plenty of Jurassic uh, Morrison formation and uh, uh, some interesting tertiary um, formations. You can find all all kinds of minerals, uh, selenite is one that's a lot of it out there. So it was fun. It was a way to get away. Uh, it was 114 degrees uh, the day I traveled on my way back, and uh, I was not <laughs> – I wasn't looking forward to returning to uh, the hottest weather I've ever experienced uh, that we're going through right now. It's just – my air conditioner comes on at 1030, and it goes all day nonstop, and it – can only keep the temperature down to about 89 degrees. 
today's going to be another one of those brutal. There's no global warming going on days. <laughs> well, something's happening, but we're not going to make any guesses. Yes, it's global warming. Now, they're going to accuse us of being liberal pretenders here or liberal advocates because we believe in what 97% of climate scientists believe in. But I'm looking at the evidence of my eyes. And right now, the maximum temperature for Phoenix, actually, it sounds kind of cool, 111. So we're going to have a cold front here. Yeah. So, of course, the power companies love it because they'll make lots of money from you. Yeah. I know last summer when I was living in that double wide, it would run 550 or $600 a month to keep the thing down cool to about 78 or 79 degrees because there's no insulation. So yeah. everything you save on one of those places, oh, well. Let's move into a few of the things that have been happening over the last few weeks, and maybe we'll get some of your input. Of course, we have the ongoing stuff with MUFON in light of the issue with that former Pennsylvania state director and so-called hate speech and like that. And what I've done, and I want to be fair, I don't want to say fair and balanced because the network that used to do that no longer says fair and balanced. But to be fair, objective, I wrote a letter to Jan Harzan, the executive director of MUFON, and I said, look, we all know what's going on here. We want to be able to present both sides of the question. Would you be willing to come on the Paracast? And he says, after they do their conference. And Chris, if you looked at the guest list for the MUFON Symposium this oh, year. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Oh. Andrew Bassaggio and Corey Good. <laughs> oh, my. Well, that's the least of it. Oh, and the title of it, and we mentioned this last week, The Case for a Secret Space Program. Now, this is an organization that is supposedly here for the purpose of doing scientific research on UFOs. Instead, they're worried about a secret space program. Now, when I look at that, I think, hey, wait a minute. We already have... Uh, oh, just, Every time you go to MUFON's site, by the way, you hear this horrible music. And it's so offensive because you're trying to do something else. So maybe you're listening to something else. And like some other websites, and it's not just MUFON, it's USA Today, it's HuffPost, it's a lot of them, CNN. You open an article and it starts playing some kind of audio presentation. So we get the MUFON music. I had to turn it off there. So the guest list, Richard Dolan. I'm kind of losing my respect for Richard Dolan. What do you think? Well, he's, yeah, um, I've been hearing more than a bit of grumbling the last couple of years, uh, especially since his uh, allowing himself to get involved uh, personally down in Mexico City with the unveiling of the uh, ill-fated uh, crash test dummy, <laughs> the, the dummy of the child, the Roswell slides thing. Ever since then, there's been a lot of grumbling about him that he's maybe too interested in 
cults of personality and pushing publishing companies than getting uh, research accurate. And, you know, there's just been some people grumbling. Yeah, and I think I worry a little bit about his research and the quality. And the reason I bring it up is the time I think I first met him, I was looking at his first book, you know, the UFO's National Security State book. And I read a page at random. Now, understand, this is not reading the entire book. It's reading one page at random. And I found a very serious error. And it's like he was quoting someone who quoted somebody going through third or fourth generation sourcing. And I asked him about it, and he kind of said, well, I guess I'll fix that. Thank you for telling me. Of course, I don't know that he ever had another edition of the book, so of course it was never fixed. Right. So this is the kind of thing that bothers me, which is not that he has a book like that, but he needs to be careful about checking his sources. And if you want to know a textbook case of how to do that, check what Kevin Randall's been doing the last few years. He's been double-checking the information about Roswell, finding some of that stuff doesn't hold water. He's gone to older cases. He's even got a book coming out about Saqqara, New Mexico, where he's gone back and given the evidence into examination. And that's a good thing, because Kevin's a pretty careful guy. I don't know if the result's going to please Ray Stanford or not, but it's something that has to be done. Because if older cases have evidence that can be questioned, we need to question it. We've got an interesting guest today, and I don't even know how to describe it. I'll let Chris do it because he referred me to this guy in our next segment. John Sousa. More to come with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items and entails T-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast Jumbo tote bag, all sorts of T-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, you know, great T-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children, stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. If you go to store.theparacast.com, stop by and take a shopping tour. Heart disease is on the rise. Clogged arteries, high blood pressure, and high cholesterol levels may not be fully detected by you, but the symptoms are there. Loss of energy, blood sugar spikes and drops, poor circulation, and irregular heartbeat are just a few of these that can alert you that something is wrong. Hear how heart and body extract is making a difference in thousands of people's lives across America. My blood pressure has normalized. My diabetes has totally improved. Everyone is telling me now how much healthier I look, and I'm 
tell everyone how much healthy I feel. I recommend heart and body extract to everyone. Anybody over 40 in the North American continent should be using this product as a preventative to keep their cardiovascular system healthy. Order your two-month supply today by calling 866-295-5305. That's 866-295-5305. Or order online, hbextract.com. Heart and body extract, 866-295-5305. Or hbextract.com. The answer to being in control of your own health care is freedom from insurance. Become part of a group of self-pay patients that come together to share in each other's medical expenses. Individual share amounts begin at $107 a month and $347 for families. Choose from three health sharing programs. Holistic treatments may be eligible for sharing. See guidelines. Discount programs available for dental, vision, and pharmacy. Go to libertyoncall.org. That's libertyoncall.org. It's been said, any society is only three missed meals away from chaos. Those times may be near. Think about it. Our country faces multiple terrorist threats and aggressions from Russia and North Korea. Social unrest and violent marches yet again may lead to looting of stores and city shutdowns. And our crumbling infrastructure leaves our power grid vulnerable to long-term outages from a single cyber attack. When the chaos from any one of these threats arises, the government knows it can't provide during a widespread national emergency. That's why you need your own plan for self-reliance. That's where My Patriot Supply comes in. Get a four-week survival food supply for only $99. That includes breakfast, lunches, and dinners. Order online at preparewithgcn.com. $99 for four weeks of survival food that tastes like homemade cooking and lasts up to 25 years from My Patriot Supply. Get your kits today at preparewithgcn.com. Free shipping is included. Preparewithgcn.com. Lifetime Gray's 100% grass-fed beef has the health benefits you seek. When compared to conventional beef, it offers good fats while virtually eliminating the bad. That's the result of cattle who never eat grain, ever. Rich in antioxidants, including vitamin E, C, beta-carotene, and CLA. No artificial hormones, antibiotics, or other drugs. For all our fresh, non-cooked products with only 100% grass-fed beef, go to MidasResources.com. Use voucher code GCN to get 30% off your order. MidasResources.com or find us on Facebook. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. So we bring to the Paracast today the X-Man. He calls himself the X-Man on his Skype account. Now, I was thinking when he says X-Man, he's either a mutant in disguise, or he's something to do with the X-Files, or he really wanted to say the Eggman for people who used to like the Beatles, but none of the above, right? Or actually closer to X-Files. Is that correct, sir? That is correct, Gene, Chris. I'm very honored to be on here with you on the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Yes, I am. Uh, well, I'm John D'Souza. I am called the X-Man, and it's not a compliment. It's uh, just a nickname I picked up uh, during my years, well, in the 90s uh, with the FBI, uh, because I got involved in a minor little scandal with the X-Files, which you know everybody knows uh, of that show and how great it was. And there was a problem with it, though. 
Well, it looked to a lot of people like some of the shows were actually taken from real life FBI case files. In other words, ripped from not the headlines, but the secret files. Correct. The reason we feel that's true is because higher ups in uh, soon after the the X-Files started in the 90s uh, by Chris Carter, the creator of the show, the higher ups in the FBI got very upset and they questioned me and several other people on whether we were the source for Chris Carter's stories. I was questioned because I was an enormous fan of the show, and I made that no secret about that. Chris Carter was questioned on where he was getting his information from. Of course, one of his responses was, well, why don't you tell me what specific cases you're, or shows you're talking about, and then we can match up our information and see what we've got. And I said the same thing as well, but they were not willing to give up what cases in particular they're talking about, or which X-File stories in particular they're talking about. So they ended up kind of calling it a draw and telling Chris Carter that he could go on with the show. Uh, Chris Carter said he felt he had dodged a bullet. He thought they were going to shut him down. That's how vociferous they were. And I was told by my superiors that I had been, um, because of my love and the suspicions uh, surrounding me at that time, uh, I was demoted from G-Man to X-Man. And so that's how that uh, came about. Uh, Like I said, it was not a compliment at all. And so the show just was allowed to go on. I think it was uh, one of the one of the great shows on the air, especially in the world of the paranormal. And it really uh, showed us quite a lot about what was going on in the world. So did you have any direct involvement with the show at this point or what? No, I did not. As a matter of fact, Chris Carter, I think, I believe that he said he was getting uh, information on um, procedures, like FBI procedures from retired FBI agents, which is perfectly fine. But people who are on board with the organization cannot consult with television shows. So therefore, James Comey did not disclose any information to the X-Files, especially since he was half the FBI only during the most recent season of X-Files when they brought it back for six episodes. Yeah, most likely. I don't know too much about what he does, uh, even even when he was uh, in the FBI. Yeah, it's a good thing. Uh, it's a good thing he is where he is now. So I think that's best for everybody. All right. Now, the reason I brought up this FBI stuff, being that he's a former FBI agent, is when you look at his picture in Skype, and you see John with a suit and the tie, and you know if he had the FBI badge, you'd believe him. He looks like somebody who, at least at one time, worked for law enforcement. I don't know if that's a compliment or not, but that's how you look. Yeah, well, you know, it's a position where you have a lot of responsibilities and you have to do a lot of things. And sometimes when you get a a judge's order in your hand, you got to go do whatever that order says, even if it's uh, going out and and forcing uh, other people to come with you to do whatever you've got to do. And uh, yeah, that that does come up. And I had to be in that frame of mind, uh, especially when uh, most of my cases, uh, most everything that I worked was in the war on terror. It was uh, big counterterrorism cases, cases that uh, were pretty well known, like had a big public profile, the, the Unabomber case that went on for years and years, and the uh, 93 World Trade Center bombing and various other uh, acts, terrorism acts that uh, went on during a long period of time. Looking at the X-File TV program back when it was on, 
uh, there was a certain amount of speculation that there was some sort of uh, special bureau within in the agency or or a special uh, subgroup, if you will, yes. that was handling those types of cases. From your experience um, as a G-man, I mean, were there certain officers that, that specialized in, in the more kind of off-kilter cases like that? Was there a, a series of X-files that were being squirreled away for a special investigation, to your knowledge? Well, Yes, but not like a special X-Files section or squad or division or anything like that. The FBI, in large part, it functions on experts. There's agents, FBI agents, who are like, for instance, the uh, world expert on military medals and counterfeit military medals. And that particular guy will be the expert worldwide for doing nothing but that. And in the FBI, uh, for quite a period of time, I was the paranormal pretty much collection point for anything that had to do with the paranormal uh, for many years. It just occurred, it just developed over a number of years during that time and uh, anything that had to do with paranormal. But at the same time, I was only allowed to do what's called running out the lead in the physical world. So for instance, uh, I write about a lot of these cases in my book, The Power Investigators, Basically, it's uh, the FBI would allow the investigation of these cases until the physical question was answered. They really wouldn't allow us to go beyond that. Uh, you know, a good, ex great example of that was the first case that I, uh, the first case that many of us dealt with, that was the uh, paranormal experience of the paranormal law enforcement, which was the Indigo Kids of 9/11. When the 9/11 uh, terrorist attacks happened in the days before it, we had these cases of little kids, very young kids all over the country, dozens and dozens of cases of these kids having precognitive experiences of what was going to occur on 9-11. Really? I'd I yes. never heard that. Yes. Well, that was, uh, was very well known in the uh, law enforcement community, and it happened all over the country. And what happened was... All these kids had these experiences. They're not reported by their parents. Uh, they're not reporting their own kids, but babysitters, uh, school bus drivers, teachers, caretakers. After 9-11 happened, they reported these kids in because it was this huge campaign of see something, say something, anything that could possibly be related to terrorism, you know, please call it in. And people did. And I can just tell you some examples are we had, for instance, there was a little girl, you know, about eight years old on a playground that day before the 9-11 events, uh, she was just sitting there and she was sitting by herself, not playing with other kids. And the teacher comes over, she's just drawing circles in the dirt by herself. And the teacher comes over to check on her and says, uh, sweetheart, are you okay? As Let's pick it up our next segment. Let's pick up the story. Cool. Got more to come with former FBI agent John D. Sousa and Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. <laughs> for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. 
hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and sling bows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow, a new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. If you had purchased $100 of Bitcoin in 2010, today you'd have $2,600,000. While that sinks in, you now have a huge cryptocurrency opportunity trading at a guaranteed $0.07 cents per coin. ProCoin, a coin publicly traded in the open market, easily converted to cash, available in 60 countries, and ProCoin is the only cryptocurrency offering coin-back rewards for consumers and merchants. Take action by June 30th at ProCoinCurrency.net. That's ProCoinCurrency.net. Deadline for $0.07 cent guarantee is June 30th. If you're 85 or younger, would you like peace of mind and comfort for your family? We're Final Expense Direct with an urgent message for you. The average funeral today costs over $8,000, but the most you'll get from government benefits is $255. How will your family pay the difference? We can help. Our senior plans start as low as just a dollar a day and pay up to $30,000 for a funeral and other final expenses. Peace of mind is easy. There's no medical exam. You'll have lifetime coverage, and your plan can't be canceled as long as you pay your premiums. Call now for free information about our senior plans. Answer a few simple questions and receive approval right on the phone. Plus, call right now and we'll give you a discount prescription card for free. Call 800-557-0158. That's 800-557-0158. Again, 800-557-0158. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow. And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I would flip-flop all night long. I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. When I invented my pillow, I wanted it to where you could move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. My pillow will get you into that deep REM sleep faster and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed. It's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. You can buy one of my pillows and get one absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-870-0305 and use promo code GCN. That's MyPillow.com or 800-870-0305 with promo code GCN. If you're a sleep apnea sufferer who's on the go, go to your phone. Because if you give us a call right now, you'll be able to try the world's first portable mini CPAP device absolutely risk-free for 10 restful nights. It's the Transcend Mini CPAP, an engineering marvel that's as small as a soda can and weighs less than a pound. Its unique design is so small and so light, you can fit it in your briefcase or purse to use anywhere you go. No more dragging around a big, bulky CPAP. Even better, now you can try Transcend absolutely risk-free for 10 restful nights by calling minicpap.com, 1-800-441-9833. Transcend is FAA compliant, too, so you can even sleep comfortably while flying. You can also add a battery pack that's as tiny as a deck of cards. So now you can enjoy the freedom to sleep comfortably anywhere. But don't wait. To receive your 10-night in-home trial, call minicpap.com now. 1-800-441-9833. That's 1-800-441-9833.
This is Jacques Vallée, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. We continue with our journey with former FBI agent John D'Souza in lots of strange things, such as the particular case he's talking about. But first, let me tell you about another case. It's a case of a second radio show called After the Paracast, and it's only available, only available if you are a subscriber to the Paracast Plus. Go to plus.theparacast.com, P-L-U-S.theparacast.com to learn more about how the thing works. But when you subscribe, and then we give you the instructions there, you get the After the Paracast podcast, the commercial-free version of this show, and more. And After the Paracast is really firing on all cylinders, like recent episodes. On June 4th, we featured Greg Bishop. He was also on the regular episode, but this was a continuation. On June 11th, we had Red Pill Junkie, Miguel, of course. And by the way, Miguel was responsible for the new artwork we featured on our new official Paracast channel on YouTube. Fascinating. Curtis Collins joined us on After the Paracast on June 18th, where we talked about those questionable MJ-12 documents. Prices start at just $1.49 a week. To learn more, go to plus.theparacast.com. John, I'm sorry to have interrupted your story, but I'd like to go on with it, please. No, this uh, I was telling the story of the first really great experience of the paranormal for a lot of law enforcement officers, which occurred just before the events of 9-11 in 2001. And it was something that involved me and many other officers, FBI agents across the country, dozens and dozens of cases of these little kids that were having these precognitive experiences of the events of 9-11. And just to give some examples, we had a little girl who was on a schoolyard on a, uh, during recess, and she wasn't playing with the other kids. She was just about eight years old. She was sitting uh, by herself in the dirt, just kind of tracing circles uh, in the dirt with her finger. And the teacher comes over to her and tells her, uh, are you okay, sweetheart? What's, uh, what's going on? And the little girl just told her, no, I'm fine. I'm just thinking. And teacher goes to walk away. Little girl grabs her skirt, pulls on it violently, and tells her, tomorrow, make sure you stay away from tall buildings. Because tall buildings sometimes fall. And they can fall on people. So the teacher walks away from that little girl, you know, just chalks it up too much sugar, and doesn't think about it again until 9-11 actually happens. And then she thinks about it a lot more, and she calls it in to one of these task force squads that is asking for you know people to call in with anything that could be connected to terrorism. Another little boy was in his class doing arts and crafts. You know, again, very young boy just doing this elaborate finger painting on in his class, and the teacher comes over to him and says, "Wow, this is really nice. These two tall buildings, they appear to be glowing." And they uh, have these these angels flying out with red wings flying out of these buildings. Where are they flying to? And the little boy says to her, those buildings aren't glowing. Those buildings are on fire. And those aren't angels. Those are people who are on fire jumping out of the buildings. So, again, teacher just walks away from that little boy, doesn't really think too much about it until 9-11 happens. And then she calls it in, you know, and... Uh, People have to actually 
take those leads seriously. You know, law enforcement officers with guns have to go and interview this little kid about something that he barely, probably barely remembers himself. And another example is a little boy was on a school bus and he's just in the back of the school bus and everybody's been delivered to the school. He's the last one on there because he falls asleep. He apparently didn't get much sleep the night before. The bus driver goes back to wake him up and wakes up the little boy, and the little boy wakes up screaming about people on fire falling out of buildings. Bus driver gets the child up, you know, gets him to school, doesn't think again, doesn't think much about it until 9-11 happens, and then calls it in. Now, all these cases had to be run out, as we call run, running out the lead. They had to be interviewed. There was no discretion on it. We could not... Uh, just uh, say, oh, okay, this is ridiculous. We're not going to interview these kids. We had these kids had to be interviewed. They had to be spoken to, uh, even if the law enforcement officer, even if the agent or the officer felt ridiculous, they had to go do it. And the families had to be checked for background for any possible connection to terrorism, because the thought was maybe these kids could have had these experiences because they overheard adults or they got some kind of impression from adults uh, as to something they were planning or something like that. So that's why all that had to be checked. The kids had to be spoken to. They had to be you know, kind of interrogated uh, to find out if they had gotten any ideas from hearing adults or from someplace else, and that that's where they could have gotten the impressions. And in every single one of these cases, because we talked about these things afterward, there were conferences and so forth where we talked about these things. Every single one of these cases, it came back, no connection to terrorism whatsoever. So the paranormal explanation was the only explanation left with these kids in, in every single instance. Let me tell you a story. True. My very modest 9-11 story. About two months before 9-11, the family and I went to New York, visit family in New Jersey and everything. And we went to the World Trade Center. Now, as Chris knows, I am not a fan of heights. Don't like driving up where he lives or going up to Sedona or Flagstaff, although I've done that. And I have been, though, at the World Trade Center prior to that. And I managed to survive at the top floor. And as it was situated, if you recall, you go up in the elevator and then it would be kind of a lookout point or tower that you had to reach with an escalator. I got up to the floor below that, and I was frightened to death. I couldn't move. And Barbara and Grayson wanted to see the view from the tower, and I said, go ahead. So I sat down there at this restaurant, feeling dread, and... I didn't feel comfortable till we not only went down the elevator to the ground floor, but I left the building. Wasn't comfortable till then. I was even nervous before we entered. I dropped my camera. Didn't damage it seriously, but it was kind of a bummer. And then, of course, we had 9-11. I don't know if there was a connection or not. I didn't obviously have any expectation of what happened or that it would happen. But I wonder, John, if there was a fair number of people who had the same feeling, especially being there. What do you think? 
I think they did. Uh, I'll tell you myself personally, I had a very similar uh, type of experience uh, because, as you know, I was involved in 90, 93, 94, well, 94, when uh, uh, some terrorists uh, tried to blow up the World Trade Center back then. Back then, like 93, it actually occurred. And there were four terrorists that were arrested for that. And uh, that was a that was a big, huge case that went on for years and years. And so I I testified in a lot of those cases. And uh, we worked on that. And that, those cases went on for years as well. But I would, whenever I would have to go myself to the World Trade Center after 93, I had always heard rumors that the stability of the towers were a little compromised. And sure enough, when uh, I had one occasion to go up in this, and in, in uh, just like you did with your family, and it was a windy day, a windy day. I felt, I felt that shaking. Like, and they said, and they would tell you, "Oh no, that shaking is uh, perfectly natural. That's perfectly natural. It's yeah, uh, the I, buildings." I went are- in and out of there. Uh, I was a, a bicycle messenger down on Wall Street for um, a season, and I, I went in and out of there uh, daily. Um, and yeah, on windy days, I think it's way up to three feet. Um, what yeah, one thing I do recall oh, let's do that on a break after that well there you go we'll have more of that and the feelings of dread in connection with 9-11 and the World Trade Center and more John D. Sousa Gene Steinberg Chris O'Brien you're in the Paracast for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Neighbors, I want to tell you about my favorite graphics app. It's the award-winning Graphic Converter. You know, Graphic Converter is the universal genius for photo editing on your Mac. Join over one and a half million loyal users for this Swiss Army Knife photo editing app. It gives you all you expect from a top-flight image editing app with tons of features, and most important, it's easy to use. It's also far less expensive than that other app that you can only get by subscription. You know, the one I'm talking about. What's more, you can get 20% off with your order right now. So write this down to learn about Graphic Converter. Go to www.lemkesoft.de slash gene. Let me spell that. www.lemkesoft.de slash gene. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but soon you'll need a plan and place to survive. Forget bunkers. You're not a live underground gopher. You need survivalist camps, the ultimate fully functional off-the-grid mobile survival bug out house that's well-equipped and custom-built to outlast any other RV or trailer. Bold statement, you bet. See them now at survivalistcamps.com. That's survivalistcamps.com. Trust your family's survival to survivalistcamps.com. Cancer categorizes over 100 diseases. Though we do not diagnose, treat, or cure cancer, GCN team is offering the Clemson University study where there was up to a 95% reduction in cancerous cells when exposed to a plant-derived mineral supplement. 
If you or a loved one are searching for answers to this horrifying disease, come to GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. We'll email you a copy for free. That's 877-878-4203. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest price filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. If food became scarce, would you be able to feed yourself and your family? Have you found some emergency food supplies can cost upwards of $300 for a month's supply? And worst of all, they're packed with chemicals and other unpronounceable ingredients. At NorthwestFork.com, our mission is to provide you with food that's not only healthy and natural, but also affordable. At NorthwestFork.com, for only $127, you can order meals that are naturally high in fiber, carbs, and protein, packaged in Mylar bags with oxygen absorbers for superior shelf life. For a limited time only, your order ships free. But that's not all. Enter promo code PREP10 to receive 10% off your entire order. Call 800-700-2184 today. NorthwestFork.com keeps prices low by buying directly from suppliers in the Pacific Northwest, then passing the savings to you. Go to NorthwestFork.com or call 800-700-2184 for the most cost-effective and healthy food storage solution. That's NorthwestFork.com at 800-700-2184. Be prepared for the next disaster with the Shelter Pod. The Shelter Pod is a large, all-season, heavy-duty, quick-deploy shelter. The Shelter Pod system can be set up in 30 seconds and includes an emergency medical kit, water filter, survival tools, and more. Are you prepared to take care of your family? Do you have everything in one place ready to go? Get it now or enter to win a complete Shelter Pod system at ShelterPod.com. The Shelter Pod at ShelterPod.com. Shelter when you need it most. This is Marie D. Jones, the author of This Book is from the Future, and you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. So in the early days when Chris was young and foolish, he was a bicycle messenger in New York City. Yeah. Yep, I used to go in there uh, daily, and I'll never forget getting my bike locked up there in, on the edge of the plaza and looking up at those two buildings. And I, every time, they didn't look real. Um, they didn't look like they were actually there. They looked like fake buildings. <laughs> wow. Why do you say fake buildings? How old were you? They about? just they they didn't look real. How old was, were what, you at 20? the time? 20, I think, 19. Fake buildings. Fascinating. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they didn't look real. Standing at the bottom and in the plaza looking up, they didn't look like, they didn't look real. That's the only thing I can, it's the only way I can sum it up. I find it very interesting when we had Clifford Mahoudi on quite a number of years ago. Uh, he mentioned that the medicine societies that go down to, um, they cross the border uh, into Arizona and they have a small, section of their reservation that's actually not in New Mexico, but in Arizona and south of the main reservation, about 40 miles. And 
it's called Zuni Heaven. And every four years they go there, and at some point the air lights up like a uh, like a movie screen, and they're given a vision of something that's going to happen. They go there, um, like I said, every four years in June. And in 2001, it was the uh, fourth year. And so they went in June and were uh, they were shown uh, the World Trade Center being taken down. And so the, the Zuni, uh, the, there are rumors going around there for weeks uh, prior to 9-11 that something really terrible was going to happen. They had no idea when, how long in the future it was going to happen. Uh, I think most people thought it was it didn't think it was going to happen so soon, but but Clifford remembers distinctly his brother telling him, "Look, we're going to have something. Some big buildings are going to come come down." And I've I've always found that uh, to be very intriguing. The several times, obviously, that they've gone since then have been other uh, uh, pretty interesting supposed uh, premonition sort of visions, but. Uh, the 9/11 one is the one that really sticks in my mind because the uh, they had about a three-month warning on it. Wow! Yes, I know Clifford, and yeah, those are some amazing stories. Uh, I'll tell you one that uh, that people don't know about. Pretty much the same area of reservation in Arizona. We had because I know because I interviewed the people when uh, the Phoenix Lights happened. And supposedly there was this enormous ship, you know, that was seen over Phoenix. I think it was in 94, 96, 96. Nope. March 17, 97. Okay. Um, just, a, just a couple of days after that sighting, uh, over, over the res out in, the, in Arizona, there was the same, the same ship that appeared uh, and actually no i think it may have been just just hours like the next the next night the same ship appeared over the res in the same area that you're talking about uh that uh, clifford mahudi was talking about also right it just appeared and the people the witnesses that i'd spoke to uh they said yeah they said that was the same ship except it was much closer much closer to the to them they could see now, now was this up on on the rim up, up I believe so. Yes, I believe yeah. so. Yeah, and I think I, uh, his son may have been one of those ones that saw that. Uh, I think his son had a sighting right there the day yes. of or the day after, I think, the Phoenix Lights. And this this ship that they saw, they said it was so immense. It was so large that they couldn't calculate. They really couldn't calculate how large it was, but they said it had to be at least a couple of miles across the sky because everything was blotted out. The stars wow. were blotted wow. out completely, and it was a very starry night. And I sp- and one woman uh, said it gave off a spotlight. If you could calculate the middle of such an immense object, somewhere from around the middle, it gave off that bluish-green bluish spotlight that came down to the ground. And one woman who was actually, she was not a native person. She was a, she was a Caucasian lady and she went running out to the spotlight and started jumping around and dancing in it. And, uh, it was, she said it was most amazing experience of her life, uh, because everybody else was pretty scared of the appearance of the vehicle. So yeah, these, the reservations can be very mystical, mystical places, especially uh especially where there are people who are good receivers for that sort of thing. Uh, 
Well, um, you know, I've been going through uh, your book, and uh, I'm, I'm very intrigued how you've uh, arrived at some of your conclusions. Uh, I mean, we're, as you probably know, um, having heard the show, we're fairly down on the, the ETH, the extraterrestrial hypothesis, as being woefully inadequate to explain um, at least the UFO sort of so-called alien side of, of these mysteries. And one of the things that caught my attention about you and your work was the title of your first book about uh, the extra-dimensionals. And, uh, of course, uh, being someone who's been a, a big fan of Jacques Vallée and John Keel and, and other more, shall we say, controversial thinkers within the field, Yes, um, I thought that you would be a, a, a good guest to have on the show because, quite frankly, a lot of our audience, uh, we find, has also expressed uh, some <laughs> dissatisfaction in, you know, the mundane sort of pop culture view of, of, of these mysteries. And uh, so I'd like to get in and, and start talking about your book. Uh, I, I find it fascinating that someone such as yourself... Uh, uh, would feel confident enough to uh, publicly go ahead and associate themselves with these subjects. So, uh, what what got you interested in writing the book, and, and how did your how did your thinking uh, get altered to the point where you felt you had enough material to, to actually devote to uh, a book of this of this uh, from this pr- perspective? Yeah, and by the way, yeah, a lot of the uh, a lot of the ideas that I have. In my books, they they do look very much like uh, like Jacques Vallée's types of ideas about uh, extra about alien visitors, basically not being physical, not being physical at all, but being actually more like extra dimensional phenomena, and that's that's what I believe the case is. And I'll tell you what's funny is that where I originally got and my books, uh, my books. Uh, the extra dimensionals. Anybody can uh, go on my Facebook and get the first fifty pages for free, and just read the first fifty pages. Just going on uh, John D'Souza Facebook, scroll down a little bit, and you can get uh, both of either of my books. Both of my books, you can just read the first fifty pages, which contains a lot of these references. Um, and for instance, I got I first got the ideas for my books. Amazingly enough, it was it was not from Jacques Vallée, as brilliant as he is, and I, I, I love him as a as a thinker and a and a writer. Uh, but it was actually the first place I got these these ideas from was from the FBI, believe it or not. And it's particularly a document written by an FBI supervisor uh, from a long time ago. It's which I refer to as the smoking gun document. And what's crazy about this is, of course, it's featured in my book. I, I explain it, I go through it, I examine it, and I, I show it in my book uh, very carefully for people. But what's crazy about this is anyone can look at this document and download it and get it themselves. It's at vault.fbi.gov. And uh, that is the repository for all declassified documents from the FBI. And in it, uh, and anybody can go on there and they can go down to the tab. Uh, this repository has documents on cattle mutilations, on UFOs, on the Jimmy Hoffa disappearance, on the JFK assassination. There's documents on anything you can imagine. And they're all downloadable, they're all free, and anybody can get them. 
the stuff that the FBI has there on all these subjects, anything equivalent to a smoking gun or a questionable piece of information that doesn't take the conventional wisdom on these subjects, we'll find out more. We're talking to John Souza, and this is going to be a fascinating show. And, of course, he's got this government background that certainly has a lot of significance, and he's got a recent book called The Extra Dimensionals. And we're starting to cover that in more detail. We actually have a few questions from someone in our audience who's one of our forum managers on the Paracast forums who happens to be a skeptic. So we're going to see how he handles that. In the meantime, you're on with Gene and Chris. Of course, John Souza, our special guest. You're in the Paracast. <laughs> Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Ray Perkins, a reclusive veteran burned out from the Gulf War, lives tortured by relentless, perplexing nightmares. Nightmares of a horrific battle in deep space and of a mysterious woman suffering in agony for her devastated world. A woman not yet born, calling across centuries to him. Then... A coincidence leads him to his destiny, his chance to alter the universe. Attack Attack. of the Rockoids. The former fiction editor for Star Wars and Indiana Jones, Robert Simpson, writes, The soul of the novel Attack of the Rockoids lies in its heart and passion for building a convincing tale of a love that spans the galaxy. A thrilling story. Attack Attack. of the Rockoids is available now. Read a sample chapter and get a special discount off of the cover price at our website, rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Attack of the Rockoids, a novel in the grand science fiction tradition. Being self-reliant is about being prepared and to do what you need to have your own source of renewable energy. Portable Solar LLC offers the most powerful EMP-hardened solar system on the market that is transportable from place to place. And the best part, it's very affordable. Contact them at PortableSolarLLC.com or call for details at 972-575-8875. Soul Arc EMP-hardened solar generator, energy insurance for your family or business. Call Portable Solar LLC today or go to PortableSolarLLC.com to check out their patent-pending technology. Stop. Put that mobile phone down because it may have been compromised. Are you aware that many identity theft issues start right on your mobile device? My friends at LibertyID.com have helped over 60,000 individuals without failure get their identities back because of them being compromised. Don't be next. Call 844-44-LIBERTY. That's 844-44-LIBERTY or visit LibertyID.com to find out if, in fact, you've been compromised and use discount code GCN. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. With John D'Souza, former FBI agent, we're talking about the public repository of information from the FBI. John, anything questionable or a potential smoking gun there, or would you think they would have kept that hidden? Well, this one, this particular document I'm talking about probably should have been kept hidden because it is, it is off the charts and it is 
pretty out there. It's pretty out there. And uh, it's amazing to me that they actually did put this out uh, and that it is it is out there and available to people. I, I still have a hard time believing it, even though I put it in my book and I make it available to people wherever I can. Uh, and it's also the most downloaded document in the history of government archives. It's been downloaded over three million times around the world. So people do know about it. But, I mean, it should be on television every single day because of what it says. This document is uh, it's titled, like I said, you go to vault.fbi.gov. On the right, there's a tab that says Unexplained Phenomena. You click on that. Then on the left, there's the word UFO. And you click on that, UFO. And then groups of documents will appear. And the one on the left side, it says 1947 UFO part one. And then you click on that. And then you go to page 22 of 69, page 22. And on page 22, there is this document that is titled a memorandum of importance dated July 8th, 1947. And what it says is it says, it says, uh, this guy is with the FBI. He's a former scientist and he is writing this document as an emergency broadcast to the scientific community, which he was a part of a short time before. And he says here, I have an informant. He says, my informant is super normal, super normal. Super normal is just an old timey word for supernatural. And because of the context, doesn't look like his informant is a ghost. It looks like his informant is actually something to do with an alien visitor. And he says, because of who my informant is, a lot of scientists will not believe what I'm saying, what I'm about to say, but I still have to advise them because it's the right thing to do. And then he says here, these are the conclusions that come from my informant, and I'm letting you guys know. And he has seven or eight, he has about eight conclusions written down here. The most important of which, of course, is, he says, alien visitors are not physical. They are not physical. He says they are from other dimensions outside of our physical time and space. He says they uh, they appear, they, they exist in other, and he uses the old Vedic term, lokas. They exist in other lokas, which is levels of existence that never intersect with ours. And he says they change their vibration in order to match our physical vibration for short periods of time. And that's how they materialize here. And then he says, and then eventually they dematerialize and go back to their own dimension of time and space. He also says uh, UFOs are, UFOs are, there's nobody inside of them. There's nobody in there. He says UFOs come here the same way that the alien visitors do. And he says, there's no one inside. He says, he also says they're not made of metal. They're made out of some kind of radiant material that we could understand as plasma. That's probably the closest understanding we would have. Uh, He also says that they are here for peaceful purposes to see if they can settle here permanently. He says that's what they're trying to find out. And he also says, because of their incredibly advanced technology, it would be a tragedy if our Air Force ever attacks them. And what's funny is uh, shortly after this document was sent out, 
we see in 1952, the invasion of Washington, D.C., the airspace over the Capitol, we see what happened when it was the first and only time the U.S. Air Force was sent after a bunch of UFOs. And it was it was a tragedy. It was very uh, it was definitely a tragedy. The UFOs were were and anybody can look this up. 1952, the the Washington D.C. invasion of several UFOs that were over the uh, over the Capitol building airspace type area, and that went on for almost two weeks. And it was terribly embarrassing. Our jets were sent out there after them, and it was the first and only time the Western world, an air force, an entire air force, was sent after UFOs. And these UFOs did loops around the, our planes, they did face-to-faces, they did buzzing up and below, below and above, and they made it very clear they could have destroyed every single airplane that was sent after them. But they didn't. They did not. Excuse me, how did they make that clear? Because when you're able to be face-to-face with a plane that is chasing you and be able to be above or below it and make maneuvers around it, then that means you could very easily destroy that plane at any moment that you want to because of the maneuver, superior maneuverability and motions uh, that they had at their command. And that's what happened in 1952 when uh, the uh, many, many air, uh, UFOs showed up over the Capitol building airspace. There was a huge uh, government commission after that to, sh- to see what happened. It was headed by an admiral, and that uh, commission, of course, shortly after that, basically decided nothing happened and that uh, nothing threatening our national security occurred. That was pretty much a farce that was done in order to um, to sh- reassure the American people that basically nothing dangerous had happened in 1952 over Washington, D.C. Let me ask you a question here. You're looking at craft that is capable of amazing pinpoint maneuverability, part and parcel of the UFO legend over the years. But the big question here is, when you see these things, are you really seeing something that's physically there, even if it's manifesting from another dimension and converting itself or making itself visible here? Are you really seeing it or seeing something that actually isn't there, almost like a hologram? It's just an image. I believe it may be both because you're talking, uh, I believe that these uh, these vehicles are, they are like plasmas. They are plasmas and they are in a, they are in transitory state and they have the ability to be in a transitory state at all times. So they can be solid for short periods of time when we're looking at them. And then they can go back to like a flux, an energy flux state as well, where People can shoot shells at them, like we see what happened in the Battle of Los Angeles uh, during World War II, where we had the entire uh, the entire coast was uh, militarized with anti-aircraft fire, cannons, and so forth. And yet we had a couple of UFOs show up over Los Angeles, and we had all kinds of ordnance sent up in the middle of the night because everyone was very uh, paranoid about uh, Japanese Zeros coming into the California coast at that time. And as soon as those UFOs showed up, the the night was lit up with ordnance, uh, anti-aircraft fire that was sent up there, and apparently didn't didn't uh, a lot of most of the shells uh, just went right through those vehicles because they were in a transitory sort of flux state, even though they appeared physical, they appeared material. But photos that were taken after all these shells were sent up there, and the only casualties were not the ships, it was actually 
people, a couple of people on the ground were killed. Several people on the ground were killed by these shells just coming back to the ground. And uh, after all the smoke cleared, it was visible that these two UFOs were just happily sailing off without a mark on them. So that was uh, that's an example of that. I believe these things can be physical and for short periods of time, and then they can transition to to this uh, sort of uh, just energy state where nothing can really touch them either. This is getting more and more fascinating as to how these things are working out. And I can see where you have that viewpoint about at least sometimes non-physical UFOs. Because the conventional theory there, and I'll go into that a little bit, and we'll go into more of this in a moment, because we have to break shortly. The conventional theory has it that the reason UFOs seem to be less than physical or capable of all these things is because they are simply more advanced than us. Thousands of years ahead of us, their technology would seem to be magical. (laughs) We have John DeSouza. Gene and Chris, you're in the Paracast. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with ReputationDefender.com. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with ReputationDefender.com. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 for your free reputation analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with ReputationDefender.com. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Or visit ReputationDefender.com. My husband says, you are what you eat. Not true, dear. I did my research. Actually, you are what you can absorb. So I didn't feel the vitamins and supplements I was taking were effective. I didn't feel any different. Then I switched to Protovite, a liquid multivitamin, mineral, and phytonutrient complex. And wow, you've got to see the video at TrueHealthFacts.com. That's TrueHealthFacts.com. Then call 502-410-3411. Protovite is nutrition you can feel. Protovite is nutrition that gets in. 
Hi, this is Ron Paul, former congressman and Republican presidential candidate. I love these summer months because this is when I get to enjoy the fresh fruits and vegetables that are being harvested on small farms and in our backyards. We all look forward to garden tomatoes and corn on the cob. Don't you wish there was a better way to preserve their true tastes and flavors? I'm here to tell you that there is a better way. It's by using the amazing home freeze dryer from Harvest Right. I have a Harvest Right freeze dryer and use it to preserve the foods I love. Strawberries, apples, and even lasagna and ice cream can stay fresh for 25 years. And the best part of my freeze drying is my family and I have a supply of long-lasting food on hand. So no matter what may come, we feel better prepared. We love our freeze dryer. To learn more, go to HarvestRight.com or call 800-923-9591. That's HarvestRight.com or 800-923-9591. We use cell phones against our heads every day. But now a landmark U.S. government study confirms increased health risks from exposure to EMF radiation emitted from these devices. The time to protect yourself is now. The solution is Defender Shield. Proudly made in the USA, Defender Shield blocks virtually 100% of EMF radiation emitted from cell phones, tablets, and laptops. Buy now at DefenderShield.com. Use discount code DEFENDER for 10% off. DefenderShield.com, the worldwide leader in EMF radiation protection. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Let's continue here. So, as I'm saying, yes, you can theorize about UFOs from the multiverse, whatever. And I've done that. And a lot of us have done things that require us to look into alternate explanations for UFOs. But if you're encountering physical craft in the way we know physical, and the technology is hundreds or thousands of years ahead of us, don't you think they'd be capable of doing things that we'd regard as magical? Sure, like uh, Arthur C. Clarke said, uh, basically, science that is sufficiently so far advanced of us, of what we're, of what we can do, would appear indistinguishable to us from magic. Yeah, it would just look like magic, of course, because it's just something that is just so far out of our realm that we just can't understand it. But that's exactly why I tell people, always telling people that. In ufology, what we've done is we've tried to humanize alien visitors to a large extent. And that's kind of the paradigm that stayed in for the last 60 years, which is ridiculous because they are not like humans. They are not cramming themselves into little metal shells like rockets and sailing across uh, the galaxies like we would have to. They don't need buses to travel from one space to another, like we would. It's just not the case. They are simply beaming in, to, for lack of a better phrase. I mean, that's probably the best we can understand it. They are beaming themselves in to wherever they go. And these UFOs, the UFOs, the real ones, of course, not the majority of UFO cases that can turn out not to be credible, but the real UFOs are also very similar to alien visitors beaming themselves in and they are they are accompanying alien visitors kind of like um, the way that familiars would with like sorcerers they carry out they appear they carry out small uh, tasks 
for alien visitors. They collect information from humans. They bring it back to alien visitors. That's from the cases I've seen. This is what appears to be the case with, uh, with these UFOs and with alien visitors as well. Now, when we talk to some people involved in UFO research, they believe the government knows this or knows a lot. And if you only persuade them to disclose what they know, all will be right in the world. We don't have to do anything. They know the answer. <laughs> some of that goes back to the days of Major Kehoe, the silence group. So do you think whatever UFOs are, from the multiverse, from a civilization 10,000 years ahead of us, whatever they are, do the governments know? No, no. And they don't know. You know, I, I had occasion to uh, sit and talk with Jacques Vallée uh, the other day, and he boiled down about what I took what I took half of a book to convey. He boiled it down to a couple of sentences, and it was just, that's how brilliant geniuses can do. They can do these things. Uh, he said, uh, basically, he said the government's don't have anything that they can reveal or disclose. He says what governments have, uh, and government agencies, of course, in particular, he says they have mountains of data. They got data, lots and lots of data. If you go to the Air Force right now, and it's true, if you go to the Air Force right now and you had the ability to look at anything that they've got, they have mountains and mountains of data on UFOs, maybe even on alien visitors as well. It's all out there. A lot of it is probably already released, released on the internet, because every intelligence agency is, has been doing this, releasing on the internet their declassified files. And so, yeah, there's plenty of data, but there's no particular plan or, or structure knowledge that can be released, uh, disclosed, disclosed to anybody in particular. They just don't have that. And I don't, and I don't believe they've ever had, it. I don't believe there's anyone in government that, uh, has that particular, okay, here's the plan. Here's the, here's the entire, uh, the entire agenda, uh, that I can now let you know because someone's given me permission. I don't think that exists. I just think they have mountains of data that, uh, we can look at or not look at, but there's no structure. There's no there's no one there that uh, had the uh, entire plan from the uh, alien visitors as to this is what we're doing. This is what the agenda is. I don't believe there's ever going to be uh, disclosure because of that, because they just don't have it to disclose. There will be. However, I do believe there will be revelation from the alien visitors themselves. And that will happen eventually and probably sooner than we think. Why do you believe that? Because we appear to be reaching a crescendo of some sort. We appear to be reaching the point where these alien visitor phenomena, observation experiences, contact experiences, abduction experiences, they're not leveling off. They're not decreasing. They're, instead, they're increasing, and they always continue to increase. And so we're approaching some kind of crescendo also because our technology is is increasing as well and our wonderment with these experiences is decreasing they need to step it up they cannot live without our wonderment without uh, without the awe that we have for these experiences and if that reduces they need to do something to increase the spirit of awe and wonder that we have with alien visitors. When it becomes 
kind of a routine thing. Like, uh, yeah, that's, there's a genuine UFO. There's, uh, there's uh, some alien visitors experiencing something. People are experiencing these things. And it becomes kind of like ho-hum, kind of like routine for us. Uh, then they have to increase the game. And I think they will very, very soon. Uh, and I think everything we've seen approaches towards that reality. How long do you think these visitors have been here then? Oh, I think, uh, you know, if you look back in history, anyone can look this up. There's an experience uh, that is recorded with Alexander the Great, where he was just, uh, uh, and I don't even remember what century that was uh, in the BC era, but uh, he was attacking, he was consolidating his power in the Macedonian Empire and he was attacking one of his one of his uh, cities that he had to conquer in order to consolidate his power, and he was I believe it was Tyre, the city of Tyre that was fortified, and he was attacking them. And there's a recording that their shining shields in the sky appeared and started attacking Alexander's troops with beams of light, and his troops retreated. They were confused. And then suddenly, those shining shields in the sky switched sides and started attacking the walls of the city and made it possible for Alexander's troops to advance and take over that city. So we're talking about you know, thousands, thousands of years. Now, These Alexander the Great visitors. dates back to the 300 BC era. So we're talking here we about a phenomenon or something that's been here 2,400 years. But only sure. now they're interested in maybe making themselves known? No, I think they've been making themselves known since they, since they uh, were appearing even before recorded history as well. Let's go into that in our next segment with John D'Souza. And Gene and Chris and listener questions. You're in. The Paracast. <laughs> listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Tyler, time to go for our family walk. Uh, just let me nap a little longer. You promised we'd get more active. I know, I know. How come you're so ready to it's go? Superberries Aronia Berries. Aronia what? Aronia Berries from Superberries.com. They're known for having one of the highest levels of antioxidants that helps with overall wellness. Where'd you get them? I ordered them from Superberries.com slash radio. And right now we can get a free smoothie recipe book with our order. Plus we can save $4 at checkout. I can't wait to try them. I'll get the dog. I'll get the kids. Choose health. Eat purple. Superberries.com. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists, get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow, a new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. 
Attention business owners and independent contractors. This is a money-saving message from Tax Mediation Services. If your business owes $20,000 or more in taxes, we can help you today, right now. Listen, dealing with the IRS is no picnic. It's an intimidating and extremely stressful process, and you don't want to go it alone. Our attorneys know every law, every tax break, and every possible opportunity to help you resolve and reduce your tax debt. And if you owe more than $20,000, you may be at the top of their hit list. So don't take your tax debt lightly because it will not go away on its own. The IRS can seize your bank accounts, your home, and even shut down your business. Call our tax experts today at 1-800-765-9681 and let us deal with the IRS while you focus on your business. That's 1-800-765-9681. Again, that's 800-765-9681. Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you, people seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com, and if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more, and this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com, ParanormalDate.com and use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. Don't become dependent on the medical system. Get and stay healthy naturally with Extendivite. Metals in the liver cause peroxides to get dumped into the bloodstream. Peroxides do more damage than free radicals to the arteries, and the LDL has no protection from peroxides, causing the LDL to get stuck in the arteries, creating a potential blockage. Extendivite slowly chelates the metals away from the liver so it can dispose of what was meant to be a harmless process, peroxide. Extendivite 7 Herbs has a job to strengthen the organs and circulatory highway. Can you afford a heart attack? Extendivite is available in capsule or liquid form for just $69.95 for a two-month supply. To get started, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with this is Jerome Clark, author of the UFO Encyclopedia and other books. You're listening to the Paracast. So you feel that E.T., whatever they or it might be, have been making themselves known throughout history. So you're saying maybe if you look at UFOs in the Bible, there's evidence of interactions there? Oh, yes, absolutely. The book of Ezekiel, we see the uh, description of the wheels within wheels that were observed by one of the prophets and uh, the experience that he had. Well, yeah, it was Ezekiel. And watching these things in the sky and getting messages from them. And there's even a a quote in the Bible, in the book of Ezekiel, that the wheels were moving 
on their own. And there was a spirit that was moving with the wheels. And the spirit, however, was outside of the wheels that was manipulating the wheels. And there were also wheels within wheels. Yeah, this has been this has been not just in the Bible. It's been in every sacred text uh, that we've had since before recorded time. And yeah, I think this is something that continues to go on. And yeah, because it has gone on for so long, and because we're reaching the point where it's starting to become kind of commonplace, I think that's why we're we're getting to that crescendo where we are going to get to not disclosure, but to revelation speaking of the Bible. Right. But, you know, we've been talking about that for a long time. This is the year, it's next year, we're reaching the right conditions. Now, the skeptical interpretation of Ezekiel's wheels is that they were seeing angels, but then angels is a supernatural phenomenon. So it could be angels, spaceships, it could be anything. So I'll go for that. On the other hand, like I said, they've been talking about the revelations coming, it's coming soon. There's Armageddon afoot. There's a world-shaking, changing experience coming. And it never seems to happen. Why assume this time? I think because if you just study the cases, and you study the, uh, in particular, the cases of abduction, we have an increase in these cases. We see that they are increasing, and our understanding of them is also increasing at the same time. Uh, for instance, we see abductions that have occurred ever since 1961 when Betty and Barney Hill were the first really globally known classic case of alien abduction. Those steps were established where they are stalked by some kind of UFO vehicle, their car is chased and stalked, then they themselves are acquired by these alien visitors, they exercise command and control over them. Then they do these medical, they transport them to this medical facility and then do these experiments on them. It was not a positive experience for them. Uh, and it was very, it was actually very negative, haunted them for the rest of their lives. All right, and you're taking here the possibility of abductions as a physical experience or encounter with aliens exactly as described. And I should point out that Barney and Betty Hill, it's kind of different. We didn't see the traditional gray aliens in abductions probably until the Whitley Strieber book, oh, Communion. Yes. It kind of set the stage. The Hills didn't have that. But you're assuming then that all these experiences with these primitive examinations, physical examinations, sometimes painful, are as described. And I'll just throw out a red herring for you. You'd have to read our forums or listen to an appearance on the Paracast by a guy named Miguel who runs by the name of Red Pill Junkie online. And he suggested that there is a resemblance between the abduction experience and a near-death experience. But if that's the case, why assume it's the result of an encounter by E.T.? Besides which, why would E.T. have to do the same silly thing over and over again? How many samples of humans do they need before they have enough samples? Oh, that's an excellent question. I mean, yeah, if you figure these abductions have been occurring probably much before 1961, you know, probably for a very long time, and they continue to go on, how much human material do they really need? Well, one of the things I do is I always do an examination where I actually say the very controversial uh, saying that, alien abductions are actually a fraud. 
And the reason I say that is not because they're not true, but actually because they are true. And if you think about their technology, then all these steps that are involved with every classic abduction, the uh, stalking, the uh, pursuit, the acquiring of the individuals from their car or from their home, the command and control, if we're assuming that these abduction experiences are absolutely true, and all these steps that they go up to, what is the need for them? If you really think about their technology, really the only important step is the final step, the collection of human material, the cells, the uh, tissue, the sperm, ova. That's the important step in this. They really don't need these other steps because with their technology, they could actually show up at a stadium, collect all they could, and apparently they can manipulate time as well. They could actually show up at a stadium or any place where there's lots of people gathered and they could collect all the human material they want and disappear and no one would even know they were there. Okay, so so why do we take the abduction experience seriously? If they can do that, nobody knows. Right. Why would they abduct individuals and put them through all this? Yes, Why assume the memories these people report are not false? I mean, they talk about, for example, screen memories. We see owls or something, and that signifies the abduction. And one point I've made over the years, and other people do as well, is that maybe the abduction itself is the screen memory for something else that happened and may have nothing to do with getting physical samples. Right. Well, I would invite people to actually go and see the uh, interviews from Betty and Barney Hill, both before the hypnosis removed the screen memories and then even after. Oh, yeah. We've all done that. We've all read that book. And I met Betty Hill a few times and we've interviewed her niece, Kathleen Marden, who is an abduction investigator a number of times. So we've heard all this, but when we're still assuming that the experience that the Hills reported accurately represents it. And there are a lot of strange things about that, like this alleged star map, for example, that they've interpreted as showing this is where E.T. comes from. But you and I know that that's 1960s technology. Because even today, if E.T. is going somewhere else, they're not using a star map. And we don't know what they do 2,000 years from now. That's a red herring. Why take it seriously? But uh, wasn't the star map then charted out by Betty Hill after after she underwent hypnosis? No, and- it was charted out by Marjorie Fish, a school teacher, again using 1960s perspectives. Okay, right. But later, it was filled in with the actual names of the stars and names well, of the yeah, system. But that doesn't mean that this is that. where they come from, or even that it wasn't the show for their benefit. Okay. Yeah. Why but, assume yeah. this is where they come from? That doesn't even. Oh make no, sense. I. I don't, because like I said, I don't believe alien visitors are from our uh, time and space. I don't believe they're from the galaxies across the way or anything like that. I believe the alien visitors are actually from other dimensions. They have nothing to do with these galaxies. But I do believe that they provided that star chart to Betty Hill uh, and gave it to her. Whether that was a deception or not is a different issue. But I did believe someone provided provided it. And the reason I say someone is because we forget that the government has over the years done a lot of strange experiments with people. In fact, there is a theory now, which is not an unpopular theory, that what happened at Roswell was not the crash of a spaceship, but represented the sad result of some human experimentation involving balloons. All right? 
So Roswell was not what it seems to be. And Kevin Randall, who studied Roswell for 30 years, determined after all this investigation that the original evidence that it was a spaceship, there were bodies recovered. He can't really confirm that anymore, only that something happened at Roswell. We don't know what it was. And again, we're trying to take something literally that we really don't know anything about. Was, for example, the Betty and Barney Hill affair because they lived near a government installation and they had friends in the government. Was it possible? That was also something that was really a mind control experiment and not a physical event involving encounters with E.T. We've got more to come with John D'Souza. I'm raising a few skeptical points here, and I want to see his answer. And we have questions from the listeners that Chris will ask in our next segment with Gene and Chris here in The Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Neighbors. I want to tell you about my favorite graphics app. It's the award-winning Graphic Converter. You know, Graphic Converter is the universal genius for photo editing on your Mac. Join over one and a half million loyal users for this Swiss Army Knife photo editing app. It gives you all you expect from a top-flight image editing app with tons of features. And most important, it's easy to use. It's also far less expensive than that other app that you can only get by subscription. You know, the one I'm talking about. What's more, you can get 20% off with your order right now. So write this down to learn about Graphic Converter. Go to www.lemkesoft.de slash gene. Let me spell that www.lemkesoft.de slash gene. Anytime, any place, anywhere, radio remains the most intimate of all forms of media. At home, at work, in the car, on smartphones. Over 90% of consumers still listen to radio every week. That makes choosing radio as a place to advertise your business one of the best decisions you can make. Email advertise at GCNlive.com and partner up with an experienced GCN representative. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. Be prepared for the next disaster with the Shelter Pod. The Shelter Pod is a large, all-season, heavy-duty, quick-deploy shelter. The Shelter Pod system can be set up in 30 seconds and includes an emergency medical kit, water filter, survival tools, and more. Are you prepared to take care of your family? Do you have everything in one place ready to go? Get it now or enter to win a complete Shelter Pod system at ShelterPod.com. The Shelter Pod at ShelterPod.com. Shelter when you need it most. We use cell phones against our heads every day. But now, a landmark U.S. government study confirms increased health risks from exposure to EMF radiation emitted from these devices. The time to protect yourself is now. The solution is Defender Shield. Proudly made in the USA, Defender Shield blocks virtually 100% of EMF radiation emitted from cell phones, tablets, and laptops. Buy now at DefenderShield.com. Use discount code DEFENDER for 10% off. DefenderShield.com, the worldwide leader in EMF radiation protection. Are you happy washing your hands with harsh chemicals? Are you happy doing laundry with detergents? Are you happy paying high prices? Find your happiness with Pure Soap. These all-natural, earth-friendly Pure Soaps are the very best you've ever used. Buy in bulk. 
Get a 12, 36, or 48-month supply. Or get items individually and still save big. You're getting soap products twice as good as what you're using now. Earth-friendly and natural soaps. Your family deserves the best. Happiness is 5starsoap.com. Why not put your money up the drain for a change? See them at 5starsoap.com or call 1-800-340-7091 for a catalog. Cal Bend Soap Company can save you thousands of dollars and give you good old-fashioned real soaps that are triple concentrated. Soaps made from vegetable and coconut oils. See their full selection of soaps at 5starsoap.com. That's F-I-V-E starsoap.com. Or call 1-800-340-7091 for a catalog. The answer to being in control of your own health care is freedom from insurance. Become part of a group of self-pay patients that come together to share in each other's medical expenses. Individual share amounts begin at $107 a month and $347 for families. Choose from three health sharing programs. Holistic treatments may be eligible for sharing. See guidelines. Discount programs available for dental, vision, and pharmacy. Go to libertyoncall.org. That's libertyoncall.org. Hey, this is Marie D. Jones, the author of This Book is from the Future, and you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Okay, before we get to the questions, John D'Souza, you see the skeptical points I'm raising, not because I'm necessarily a skeptic, but what we have accepted in the UFO field before may not be quite what we thought it was. No, you don't have to tell me about that. That's for sure. I I definitely believe that uh, Roswell was a deception, uh, but from a different angle than what you just stated. I believe that uh, Roswell, and I talk about this extensively in my book, uh, I believe that Roswell was a double trick. However, I believe it was put together by alien visitors with, along with the elite powers in control who worked together to create this illusion with these bodies as well as this whatever these remnants were of these uh, of these supposed ships and i believe the entire operation was put together for the very important purpose of making people believe that alien visitors are completely physical completely physical just like you or i and they can just get into a car or a bus or whatever and just crash and end up a couple of dead bodies by the side of the road just like any humans could that's part of what i'm talking about the humanizing the unjustified humanizing of the alien visitor uh situation that's gone on in ufology for so many years as a matter of fact, the document that I was talking about earlier uh, that reveals what I believe is the real truth about alien visitors, uh, that they are not physical, it was issued July 8th, 1947. Well, not only was this document kept under wraps, the one revealing the truth of uh, alien visitors, but Roswell occurred just a few weeks later, just a few weeks later, it was uncovered. First off, Roswell occurred in early July. Yes, but it came forward shortly after this document uh, was issued. When Roswell and came forth, we had the newspaper story that they had captured a flying disc, and then a few hours later, it became the balloon story. Right. Chris, you want to follow right. up on this? Not really. <laughs> I and there Roswell, were my eyes glazed over. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know that feeling. I was actually busy reading uh, some of our, our listener questions, which... Uh, 
I, I think I think we should get to at some point um, after you guys are done talking about Roswell. You, you know that time period, I think, is fascinating, and anybody who's interested in in the subject should really go back and look at what happened in June and July of 1947. Well, actually, that whole time period from the late summer of 46 through the mid mid to late summer of 47. I mean, there's some really key cases in there, especially that first month time period after Arnold, between Arnold and and Roswell, where you have a number of almost daily sightings up and down the West yeah. Coast, uh, up in the Pacific Northwest, down uh, through Oregon into California, over in Idaho, in the western side of the Rocky Mountains. Uh, it, it's just fascinating. Uh, that that particular wave of activity, and you you have to remember, this is before there was uh, a term UFO. This right. is before there was really any sort of awareness in the public, and and the pristine nature of some of the descriptions, I think, are very telling. And and uh, I think there could be a lot of cultural information in there that we someone really just needs to pull it out. I think it's the freshest uh, descriptions that you'll ever find of of these uh, strange objects. It was a very desperate time uh, during this period, and people were, especially the scientific community, were desperate for answers. And that's one of the reasons why this document was produced, the one I talked about originally, the Memorandum of Importance. It was produced for that reason, because the scientific community was desperate for some answers as to what's going on, what's happening. Have uh, you had any experiences? One of of the questions here is from William Strathman, who's been a Post at forum.theparacast.com where our listeners uh, get to ask our guests very pointed questions. And he's wondering, he says, I presume you have had paranormal experiences. He, he wonders, when did you start having them? And was it before your service in the FBI? Yes, it was. Absolutely. Uh, I, I talk about it in my book, The Extra Dimensionals. I, when I was about uh, nine, ten years old, I had a, an experience where I was out with my family. We were in New York City. Uh, uh, they were attending a, a party, and we were there with hundreds of people in some rented hall. It was uh, just... Uh, very, very uh, good time for all. And a bunch of little kids found each other and spilled out into the night. It was way past any of our bedtime. It was about um, probably one in the morning. And we ran out into the night. Streets were deserted. And uh, we were playing, playing tag, playing Rigolivio. It was big. It was a big, happy time for everybody. And got kind of spirited. One of the kids hit me in the stomach. And I went down on the sidewalk on my back. And uh, and, uh, one of the other kids screamed, oh, he's really hurt. And uh, so they took off and went ran, running back to the rented hall where everyone was partying. And I was left there on my own. And I was able to just be looking up at the sky. It was a very starry night, very beautiful starry night. And I was um, noticing that there was a dark spot like a large dark spot between these two tallest buildings I'd ever seen up to that time. I was looking, looking at this and it was like a black ink cloud, very large, like the kind of squid would give off in the water if you're trying to get them with your hand. And it was just a black ink cloud. And suddenly out of the bottom of that cloud started coming out these spotlights. And I was just looking up by this time I was on my feet, looking up at this thing and these spotlights came out the bottom of the cloud, started emerging, and yeah, sure enough, this sort of UFO-looking disc, this disc, 
came out, it appeared to be metallic, sort of. And it came out, it had spinning lights in the bottom. And it just came out, and I just got hit with that spotlight, that spotlight that many witnesses have felt over the years. It's like a bluish, greenish kind of spotlight. And it just hit me, and I just kept looking up at this thing. And as it's approaching me, two teenage girls appeared on my left side, and they were screaming and looking up at the same thing I was looking up at. And they were trying to hug each other and just looking up. And one of them yelled at me, little boy, you better run home. The world might be ending. And then they disappeared. And I was looking up, and I, myself and the uh, disc, it appeared we changed our mind at the same moment because I took a step back out of the spotlight. And then the thing reversed course and started going back up. Kind of like a cartoon character jumps in the hole, pulls the hole in after it. This thing went up into the cloud, and then the cloud was gone. I just broke, and I ran back to the rented hall where my parents were. I tried to tell them what had happened. They didn't want to hear about it in public. And, uh, but later at home, I told them the whole story. And uh, my mom uh, gave me the briefing on uh, that uh, can't talk about paranormal topics in front of people. It's uh, not something that's going gonna, gonna to do any good. and not something that would lead to any place good at all. And uh, that was my first experience. Why did she think that? Because she was keenly aware of the fact that uh, people will interpret, misinterpret, and uh, speak uh, negatively of paranormal experiences. She was, also, she was also a powerful psychic herself, and not a voluntary one, but uh, she had some kind of psychic abilities that, she, uh, that would come upon her different times. So she, was a, she knew about being, a, being very discreet about uh, talking about uh, UFO experiences or anything paranormal in front of people. Chris? I was um, actually exposed to a lot of interesting um, information on, on divination, um, the, the tarot cards, uh, pendulum uh, divination, that sort of thing at a young age. And, of course, I was told that <laughs> not to really discuss this outside of the family, shall we say. Exactly. Um, so anyway, we have uh, we have some questions here from from Angelo, who has been um, a longtime poster. Uh, he's been here since the very beginning, almost uh, 2009. He's uh, one of our staff members here, and it's good to have him back. He's been missing from the forums for a while, and he's wondering: Does your research uh, that you've done in this connect to other paranormal activity that's been reported, such as hauntings or shadow people. I think to expand on that a little bit, I think he's wondering, um, like I often do, if there is possibly some form of interconnectedness between what are apparently divergent uh, paranormal phenomena. Uh, they, they seem to be separated and, and highly different. But is yeah. there possibly connections? You know, I believe there are. There, uh, there's been a, a lot of observation that uh, the alien visitor phenomena, it almost, it doesn't really behave. It doesn't appear to behave the way a physical phenomena would. Let's it do our break. We've got more to come. More right. of the answer from John Souza in the next segment of the show. You're with Gene and with Chris and with John. You're in the Paracast. <laughs> Yeah. 
Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive PowerCast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items. And entails t-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the PowerCast jumbo tote bag, all sorts of t-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a PowerCast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.thepowercast.com, store.thepowercast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, you know, great T-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children, stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the PowerCast. If you go to store.thepowercast.com, stop by and take a shopping tour. This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. Are you looking to become more self-sufficient? Then you need to have your own energy source. The Solark EMP hardened generator is automatic, maintenance-free, and reduces your monthly electric bill. You can also take it off-grid when you go camping. Contact PortableSolarLLC.com or call for details at 972-575-8875 today. Portable Solar LLC gives you everything you need to start using solar energy in less than one hour. Solark EMP hardened solar generator energy insurance. For your family or business, call Portable Solar LLC today. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. We're going to have certainly a fascinating episode of After the Paracast this week, where we'll kind of summarize some of this and have some surprises. Lately, the After the Paracast podcast has done some real special things. We've had episodes with Greg Bishop, Red Pill Junkie, Curtis Collins, and more. And the only way for you to hear that show is to be a member of the Paracast Plus to get information on how to sign up. Go to pluspl.us.theparacast.com. Simple as that. Prices start just $1.49. Former FBI agent John D. Souza is here. He was responding to a listener question. John, let's continue with that. There's been a lot of intellectual observation over the years that alien visitor phenomena and UFOs, in a lot of ways, it behaves not like a physical phenomena, but more like a spiritistic phenomena, you know, because of this whole peekaboo type behavior that we see, that we see over the years. You know, why don't they just, uh, if something, if, if a phenomena is physical, 
than you expect it to act like a physical phenomena. They would just land on the White House lawn, you know, come on out and uh, have commerce with the human beings, whatever that would look like. They'd be all over the place, like a parade down Fifth Avenue. And uh, they would be interchanging with us in whatever, in an open commercial sense. Not what's going on now, where it's this sort of phenomena that just kind of appears, doesn't appear, it's there, it's not there. There's, you know, just uh, contact with selected individuals here and there, but not with large numbers of people at a time. You know, like I said, it uh, does appear to act more like a spiritistic type phenomena, even uh, analogous to like ghosts or, uh, or other spiritual phenomena. It doesn't seem to be physical. So yeah, I agree with that very much. Do you think at all, though, that some of those so-called contacts and or abductions might have been government experiments? And I'll give you an example in a moment. But do you have any feeling for that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. But what I always tell people is that these uh, versions of the phenomena that people have, they're not mutually exclusive. Yeah, there can be a portion of these phenomena that could be uh, generated by the uh, military-industrial complex. You know, whether you're talking about UFOs, uh, a lot of people say that the triangle ships very possibly are secret projects uh, from breakaway civilization type things, or that some of these experiences could be my lab, uh, military laboratory type experiments on people done by humans, by, by human uh, uh, sources. And yeah, that could, that could be true as well. Yeah. Ever hear of a contactee named Orfeo Angelucci? No, I remember that name. Okay, he's back in the 50s and 60s. We had this whole group of people, George Adamski, Dan Fry, Truman Bethram. And Orfeo Angelucci talks of a time where he meets this government person, I think at a diner, and the government person gives him a tab of something. And he takes it. And to quote the song A Day in the Life, he went into a dream. So we think he was drugged, probably. And this is an example of a possible encounter with a government type who did something. And so we can't ignore that. That's why we get into a lot of the stuff here that the some of the early UFO cases, late 40s, 50s, involved government. We have Maury Island. And the Maury Island case is interesting, and I'll tell you why for a lot of reasons. It supposedly involved a UFO dropping some kind of metallic substance. Kenneth Arnold, who had the sighting on June 24th, 1947, was called to Maury Island and dispatched there by Ray Palmer, who is possibly one of the people who created the UFO mystery, and I'll tell you about that in a moment. Ray Palmer was editor of Amazing Stories. He was co-founder of Fate magazine, had a publication called Flying Saucers, helped create the Shaver mystery with Richard Shaver about supposedly being captured by beings who lived in caverns beneath the surface of the earth. And Palmer sends Arnold to Maury Island to check it out. And he gets into a hotel. It's really strange because it's like James Bond. And he goes to Tacoma and he looks for a hotel. There's nothing there. He didn't make a reservation, figuring it's a big city. There's always going to be a hotel. Finally, he finds a hotel and they already had a reservation in his name. And as recounted in a book called The Coming of the Saucers, he apparently was being recorded they didn't use tape then. I think they used wire recordings, whatever. He was being bugged while this was happening. All right? 
one of the people, a Harper patrolman, who saw the UFO was a guy named Fred Lee Chrisman. The reason I mention him is because he'd write letters as a reader of Amazing Stories magazine during the era of the Shaver mystery, talking about the arrival of flying disks in the skies. A lot of what we saw in the early UFO encounters were depicted in the so-called factual sections of Amazing Stories, which was otherwise a science fiction magazine, again, edited by Ray Palmer. Palmer, of course, has his involvement with this guy, Kenneth Arnold, who had the first modern UFO sighting. Uh, Yeah, okay. So, therefore, it's pretty weird what happened there. That this one guy anticipated the UFO mystery, dealt with the guy who was a pioneer sighter of UFOs, encountered this guy named Fred Lee Chrisman, who was writing about flying saucers and amazing stories. And later on, by the way, there were a couple of rumors about Chrisman. He's kind of an odd character. He had a talk show in the Seattle area, right wing, I think. And also there was a story that was being researched by a friend of mine that maybe he was one of the hobos they saw near the yeah, school book depository and during the Kennedy assassination time. But And also he was uh, in the OSS searching for uh, stolen Nazi gold in or stolen Japanese gold in the Philippines. <laughs> that was a conversation stopper. <laughs> no, I remember here a guy named Floyd Murray who died some years ago. And he had a huge stack of documents about Fred Lee Chrisman and about all the stuff he did. And so I got interested because we have these strange connections, and that's why I'm talking about government conspiracies and everything, John. We had this strange connection with this one guy whose experiences transcend the origin of the UFO mystery in Amazing Stories magazine, the presence in a strange UFO case that Edward Ruppelt, who wrote the book The Report on Unidentified Flying Objects and was head of Project Blue Book for a while, called it the dirtiest hoax in UFO history, this Maury Island hoax, blamed it in part on Ray Palmer, whom he called the Chicago publisher. We have Fred Chrisman there. Fred Chrisman may be involved with the Kennedy assassination, at least being there. A very strange character. And that's why I say, John, there's evidence of possible government involvement infiltration in the early days of UFO research. And then there's a guy named Jim Carrion, James Carrion, who was a former director of MUFON, who wrote a book called The Rosetta Deception, that the ghost rockets during World War II were part of a government plot to spook the Russians and was going to write a book on Roswell called The Roswell Deception, where you get the picture. So you see what I mean? Being a former government operative about early involvement, isn't it? Mighty peculiar. We'll find out more in a moment. I want to remind you again, listeners, and we'll have the answer from John in a moment, that you should take a look at the Paracast Plus at plus.theparacast.com. That's P-L-U-S dot theparacast.com because it is the numeral uno best way to listen to this show and also the After the Paracast podcast and so much more. Got videos? Go to plus.theparacast.com. That's plus.theparacast.com. 
then check out the official Paracast channel, recently debuted with artwork from Red Pill Junkie. Fabulous artwork on YouTube. John D'Souza will answer my involved comments about government involvement in the early days of the UFO field. As we come up, you're in the Paracast. Neighbors, I want to tell you about my favorite graphics app. It's the award-winning Graphic Converter. You know, Graphic Converter is the universal genius for photo editing on your Mac. Join over one and a half million loyal users for this Swiss Army Knife photo editing app. It gives you all you expect from a top-flight image editing app with tons of features. And most important, it's easy to use. It's also far less expensive than that other app that you can only get by subscription. You know, the one I'm talking about. What's more, you can get 20% off with your order right now. So write this down to learn about Graphic Converter. Go to www.lemkesoft.de slash gene. Let me spell that www.lemkesoft.de slash gene. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow. And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I would flip-flop all night long. I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. When I invented my pillow, I wanted it to where you could move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. My pillow will get you into that deep REM sleep faster and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed, it's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. You can buy one of my pillows and get one absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-870-0305 and use promo code GCN. That's MyPillow.com or 800-870-0305 with promo code GCN. Being self-reliant is about being prepared and to do what you need to have your own source of renewable energy. Portable Solar LLC offers the most powerful EMP-hardened solar system on the market that is transportable from place to place. And the best part, it's very affordable. Contact them at PortableSolarLLC.com or call for details at 972-575-8875. SolArc EMP-hardened solar generator energy insurance for your family or business. Call Portable Solar LLC today or go to PortableSolarLLC.com to check out their patent-pending technology. It's about time something new came along for better selling and buying online. And I found it. What now, Marge? It's buysellmakeoffer.com. Never heard of it. It's a brand new company. That's why you've never heard of it. It's the newest and best way to sell any products online. I did all the research. Sell my car? Yes. Our home? Yep. My golf bag? Your golf clubs. All of them. How about your purse collection hoard? Hey, now. You said any product. Right. I did. Hmm. We get 30 days free. And membership is only $9.95. Yep. And buysellmakeoffer.com will never charge item fees ever. Mm. Never. And this is cool. Listen to this. You can even use Skype or video to show your items. That's cool. Yes. All we have to do is go to the website, sign up, and then load our stuff to sell. I love this site. Buysellmakeoffer.com. Buysellmakeoffer.com. You got it? Buysellmakeoffer.com. Buy, sell, 
makeoffer.com. Better selling, better buying. It's a no-brainer. A Big Berkey water filter is the one you need, period. You need a water filter that removes chlorine, fluoride, pharmaceuticals, BPA, and other endocrine disruptors, pesticides, bacteria, viruses, and much more, right? And does it all at only two cents per gallon. Get the original most trusted name in gravity water filtration, Big Berkey. And now GCN listeners receive 5% off ceramic filter systems using code GCN. Call or click 1-877-99-BERKEY or BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. That's 1-877-99-BERKEY. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. So I raise a lot of scenarios there, John, that have nothing to do with interdimensional visitors, but possibly stuff by our own government. What do you think? Well, I'll tell you, no one has to convince me that government would uh, engage in underhanded tricks, psyops, poisoning people with tablets, conducting unauthorized experiments on individuals, both to do with UFOs and, and even outside of UFO areas. Uh, yeah, you don't have to convince me of that, that's for sure, because uh, there has been a history of that before the incidences that you pointed out and after as well. Yeah, I have no doubt that the uh, government did these things with these individuals and that the government uh, tried to shape the narrative of UFOs and alien visitors towards the beginning of the phenomena in, in the ways that you that you said. I can absolutely believe uh, every incident that you point to. However, like I said, it's not exclusive, the alien visitor phenomena being true and real and actual in accordance. To, and because you just have to go through the cases, talk to the witnesses, and you can see that uh, what you're talking about absolutely can exist and can be real. At the same time, the uh, actual alien visitor phenomena can also be real and be genuine. And of course, the best the best answer for that is to actually listen to the witnesses and talk to them and see what's going on with them. Because there's incidences that can't be explained by government manipulation and things of that sort. I mean, if you just go to the uh, Rendlesham incident uh, in 1980, there's a lot of documentation there of, of these uh, plasma vehicles that invaded this uh, American military base on British soil. And that there was the commanding officer himself of the entire base was involved in the pursuit of this plasma UFO in the middle of the night through a dense, dark forest with some terrified troops in tow and him armed with just flashlight and his uh, audio recorder. You know, he was just chasing this uh, UFO through the night. This, these things had occurred over three nights. It later came out that these UFOs had actually shut down a nuclear facility on that base. You know, there's a lot of weird stuff with Rendlesham. We've covered a lot. We've had John Burroughs here. We had Nick Pope, the former head of the Ministry of Defense. And we've had Charles Salt. We've had Jim Peniston. We've had, sure. There you go. Peter Robbins. Yeah, we had Peter Robbins. I don't think we've but, had Larry Warren. Have we no, had Larry we didn't. Warren? And this is interesting. Larry Warren wrote this book with Peter Robbins called Left at Eastgate, the original best-selling Rendlesham book. They've had a falling out because... Peter says that Larry was lying to him. So a lot of the things that Larry Warren was saying about this case were not true. But there are also resemblances with the Rendlesham UFO and Cash Landrum in that somebody 
suffered severe physical injury as a result of coming in proximity with this apparent craft. We're talking about John Burroughs, who's been on this show. In fact, he was sitting next to me as we did our first interview with him. He came to my home not too many years ago, and we had a nice time with him. I like the guy. We've had on the on the air. In fact, some of our listeners know he does a promo for the show. So we listen to him. We know that eventually the government agreed to pay for his condition, his injuries, his serious, serious symptoms. And that took a lawsuit. And we had a show on that, too. So, yeah, we've covered Rendlesham quite a bit. But there I also look at possible government experimentation to some degree, partly because of Burroughs, partly because of its resemblance to Cash Landrum, partly because of the resemblance of both cases to Falcon Lake. And we did an interview with Chris Rutkowski, the famous Canadian UFO researcher who has a really, really solid head on his shoulders. Falcon Lake, where someone suffered something that also might have been similar to radiation burns. Do you see the point how complicated this is, John? Oh, sure. Absolutely. So that makes you believe, because of injuries and radiation burns, believe that what? Exactly. It's not a question of belief. I think it means that we have to look into a lot of possibilities here. There's a possibility of some government involvement. It could be something paranormal, supernatural, extra dimensional. I will not dismiss that. It only says we have an open book on these cases. And we should look at the resemblances and the possible similar injuries of witnesses. Sure. How about when a witness is killed? Well, that too. Give us an example of a case involving that. (laughs) Well, uh, I'd be interested to hear uh, what you think about the uh, Travis Walton case, which continues to develop 40 years later, where he was a very young man uh, working in the uh, logging, uh, working logging in Sitgraves National Park uh, back in 1975. His uh, crew was leaving for the night in a truck, and uh, he a plasma vehicle appeared just above the tree line. You're assuming it's plasma vehicle. Well, because the description is that it was giving it was giving off a very bright light. It was not just sitting there as like a metallic appearance. It was it appeared to be filled with light. So to me, that that just speaks to the whole plasma uh, plasma um, description of the vehicle. So that's why I go to that assumption uh, because of how the appearance of the vehicle was. It wasn't just it was appeared to be giving off light at the time. I tend to refer to UFOs as plasmas anyway. Because to me, they just uh, I think that's a more accurate uh, description of their properties and abilities. So of the genuine ones, I'm saying he uh, ran under this uh, this plasma vehicle and he foolishly went into this halo of light. And the thing apparently gave off a bolt of energy as it was taking off and it just struck him down, apparently dead to his partners who were uh, in the truck and they just took off. They just took off and they left and they figured he was stone cold dead. And later on, he also said he was probably struck down dead at that time also. Uh, One of the things that happened in that case is that there's an additional, there's another witness who happened to be in the forest at that time. And he was hunting in the forest at that time. And he emerged from the forest as that occurred, as Travis was struck down by this plasma vehicle that was hovering above him. He just looks to his right, and he was a member of the military, this guy. And he looked to his right, and he just saw a giant thing, a cloud of dust from the truck peeling off, and a bunch of guys screaming in the truck. And then he looked to his left, and he saw 
a young, very skinny young man, apparently unconscious or dead, being lifted up into the bottom of a plasma ship in a spotlight and just being lifted up. That uh, When I heard him talk about that, it captured my imagination so much, I actually put it on the cover of my book, exactly what he said he saw. And he later took polygraphs to show that he was telling the truth of where he was and what he saw. And he went to his base military commander and asked if he could come forward uh, with his testimony. And the base military commander said to him, you can come forward only if those guys are indicted for murder. Then you can tell them what you saw. Five days later, Travis appeared, Travis Walton. So that indictment never came, even though they were working on it. Later, he went to Travis and he showed him his polygraphs that he was uh, telling the truth about what he saw. Uh, However, when Travis did his background uh, checks on the guy, it came out that he had uh, some contacts with these debunker groups that had plagued uh, Travis and his witnesses for so many years. Uh, So that's why that witness was never really accepted by Travis Walton uh, to this day. More to come with John D'Souza and Gene and Chris. You're in The Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest priced filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. Is that Ellen painting her garage? Yesterday she was trimming her hedges. What's her secret? I heard she was eating this new super berry called the Aronia Berry. Aronia what? Aronia Berries from superberries.com. They're known for having one of the highest levels of antioxidants that helps with overall wellness. Where can we get them? Go to superberries.com slash radio. And right now we get a free smoothie recipe book with our order. Plus we can save $4 at checkout. (laughs) I can't wait. I've got lots of projects I need to get done. Yes, you do. Choose health. Eat purple. Superberries.com. Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with ReputationDefender.com. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with ReputationDefender.com. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 for your free reputation. Analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with ReputationDefender.com. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Or visit ReputationDefender.com. Have you racked up more than $10,000 in credit card debt? Are you barely getting by, making minimum payments? You should know. The credit card companies are tricking you into thinking there's no way out. 
Credit card companies would rather you didn't know that there are ways you can become debt-free and you don't have to pay the entire amount you owe. There are debt relief programs that help people like you escape overwhelming credit card debt. National Debt Relief has helped tens of thousands of people just like you reduce more than $500 million of debt. National Debt Relief has helped so many people, they're A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. You don't have to declare bankruptcy or take out a consolidation loan. You have the right to settle your debt for a mere fraction of what you owe. Reduce a large portion of your debt now. Call National Debt Relief at 800-314-7417. 800-314-7417. That's 800-314-7417. Biochemistry determines your mood, memory, energy, and endurance. Your body's primary metabolic function is to make protein. One World Way is a unique non-denatured protein. This enables your body to have virtually 100% utilization, whereas typical whey protein powders offer no more than 18% utilization of protein. One World Way also delivers life-giving frequencies to your cells. The net result for so many people is improved energy, mood, and elimination of pain from inflammation. This technologically enhanced One World Way has been really amazing for me. I'm 36 years old and for the past several years I've been struggling with lack of energy, drive, and stamina. And after just two weeks on this product, I'm feeling so much more energy. My yoga practice has deepened and as a massage therapist, I'm able to see more clients than I've been able to in years. I've never felt results that quick with anything I've ever taken. Call 888-988-3325 or visit oneworldway.com. That's oneworld, W-H-E-Y.com. Hi, this is Bryce Abel. I'm the producer of Dark Skies, the co-author of AD After Disclosure, and you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. We were talking about Travis Walton and his encounters very briefly. Travis was also on the Paracast once. Chris, do you know him much at all? A little bit, right? Yeah, I've I've spent some time with him um, when I was out in L.A. visiting uh, Tracy Torme. I was able to spend actually the entire afternoon with both Tracy and and Travis. Was really struck by how intelligent he is. You'd think a, a logger from Snowflake, Arizona, would, with limited education, would be you know kind of a salt of the earth kind of guy. Travis is really smart and very bright. Um, I have been around him and caught him when he drops into these kind of glitches where he goes into a thousand yard stare um, which convinces me that he's still on some deep levels uh, still traumatized by what happened to him uh, you know 40 plus years ago and and i've always been convinced that it's a real deal i've known travis i met him uh, over 20 years ago and his story has never varied Uh, i just spoke with a, a journalist actually who i'm helping with a project he actually interviewed uh, Travis on camera within weeks of his experience happening. And then he went back last year and did the exact same interview, asked him the exact same questions. Of course, Travis had forgotten the initial uh, interview years ago. And so, uh, and he didn't remind him that he had already interviewed him. So he asked the, the questions and then went and compared them. And Unlike a lot of contactees and, uh, you know, experiencers where the, the story gets a little bit more fleshed out and more details and, and more impressive over the years, 
he said, if anything, Travis's story was more conservative. Uh, exactly. You know, 40 years later. Exactly. And that there but, was absolutely no deviation from any facts at all. He seemed to be more circumspect now, and that he actually felt that he was just in the wrong place at the wrong time, and that they probably didn't want to take him, but he, he thinks they may have healed him, which exactly. is kind of like his latest take on what may have happened, that they actually were kind of forced to uh, take him aboard the craft to uh, heal him from getting uh, zapped by some sort of weird grounding energy that, that appeared to happen, the, the spark that flew out and got him and all that. So, yeah, I think out of all the cases uh, that we have of, of this type, uh, that this one is one of the more compelling cases. You know, you have Clifford Mahoudi also, his family having the incredible sighting 100 miles away uh, a, month, a month or so later, and the kind of the blistering of a dozen or more uh, cattle mutilation cases that occurred around the uh, Heber area uh, the month before the abduction. So, you know, there's other attendant uh, phenomena that occurred around that uh, area of the Mogollon Rim uh, that fall of 75. And I think it's important for investigators to always look, you know, before and after events to kind of help put things in the context and get uh, some possible correlations. Exactly. And I was going to bring up, there was always uh, a, a problem, like a nagging problem with the uh, Travis Walton experience, which is that investigators who looked at it always were puzzled by the fact that it was an alien human abduction, but it's one that doesn't fit any patterns that have happened since then. It doesn't fit the patterns of every abduction. It's unique, absolutely unique, and has never been repeated. Now, what was the reason for that? Well, recently, Travis has not deviated, but actually had an elaboration I was thinking on it, and that was that. It was that this was not an abduction at all. It wasn't an abduction. It was a rescue operation where these alien visitors became aware that they had possibly killed someone on the ground, and that was not within their parameters. So they had to go back, pick him up, and that's part of why they were so unprepared when he was brought on board and he started physically resisting with violence. These gray entities that were trying to approach him and calm him down, that they actually had to abandon the uh, situation and just leave him because they were not prepared to control him, to do any of the normal things we usually see in alien abductions. That answers why this was yeah. so different. It was because it wasn't an abduction. It wasn't. And yeah. it was a rescue operation. And I believe that he actually was dead and they actually brought him back to life. Yeah, yeah. And again, we're, we're you know speculating when it comes to that. But, you know, there are details to his experience that, you know, the Warner Brothers movie totally glossed over the, um, the actual human types that were on board the craft that he described. Uh, and had interactions with and actually was able to communicate with. You don't see mention of that in the movie, and you also see, you know, the forced injection of, of fear, fear-based mongering material, waking yes. up in a, a gooey uh, cocoon on a wall with lots of other gooey cocoons. It's Hollywood. Yeah, the, the, the thing coming down in the eye and, you know, the his face being immobilized. These things were added as an afterthought. And, you know, I've mentioned this on the show before that, that both Travis and Tracy Torme were at the point of actually legally suing, you know, the studio and having their names taken off off the project. Uh, because they were so upset with the way that the onboard ship portions were uh, were sensationalized. 
Uh, you know, again, that's Hollywood. What what can you do? But um, <laughs> I think we should uh, do well to go back to that case and reread uh, the interactions that he had with what appeared to be humans aboard the ship, not Nordics, really. Uh, you could describe them as Nordics, but that's not how Travis described them. Um, they, they were described as as regular humans. And you have something similar with the Betty and Barney Hill case, where you have humans uh, dressed uh, in what appeared to be uh, like Nazi uniforms, I think was was an actual term. Uh, or German uniforms, maybe that was the term that Betty used. So you know, there's always this kind of tricksterish element that's that's uh, present mm, yes. in most, if not many, of 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 our of our you know close proximity cases. Um, and um, I think instead of throwing those particular anomalies out of our data, I think we should actually spending more time examining those inexplicable elements. Because that that may be where the clues are that we're, you know, it's like forest for the trees, you know, it's dangling right in front of us, and we're not we're not picking up on it. Yeah. Uh, we're obviously uh, we've got something wrong, and I, I applaud uh, uh, John, you're you're diving into alternative thinking and and going in and and looking at these things from from a, a, a fresh, you know, new and fresh perspective yeah. as, as best you can. And as a matter of fact, it's funny that you mentioned the uh, humans, well, the human appearing uh, creatures that were uh, that were encountered by Travis afterward, because as people know, he, he uh, confronted, uh, there were three gray individuals, or we would think of as grays, uh, that at first encountered Travis and tried to calm him down, tried to get him back on this table. And of course, he he confronted them with violence, and they were small and weak, of course. He said their muscle tone, when he hit one of them, their muscle tone was almost like rubber. There was just like no muscle there at all. And it just, and so they ran away from him. They abandoned the effort. But then later, and this is my contention. Uh, I believe that those same entities, may, because there were three human entities that appeared kind of uncoordinated between themselves that he later encountered, who were, I think was one female and two males that had that Nordic appearance, sort of. They, they, had that, uh, they were very tall, very uh, well-muscled, very joined uh, his body, but one of the one of the things that I contend is that those three Nordics, for lack of a better term, that they he confronted later, they basically shared some of the qualities with the earlier three Greys. And I believe because I believe in the extra dimensional hypothesis, I believe those three Nordics were the same alien entities that were the three grays that he yeah maybe they were holograms or some sort of projection to to keep him from freaking out yeah because i believe alien visitors from what i've seen i believe the alien visitors because they are extra dimensional in nature they probably are able to change their race their appearance they're just like we even easier than we change suits of clothing we got more to come with john d'souza final segment and Gene and Chris, you're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. 
We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items and entails T-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast Jumbo tote bag, all sorts of T-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, you know, great T-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children, stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. If you go to store.theparacast.com, stop by and take a shopping tour. Fully cooked, ready-to-eat bacon. I'm talking thick, meaty, center-cut, presidential bacon. Savory and delicious. I buy some, I use some, I store some. Awesome. No refrigeration needed with a 10-year shelf life. NASA pack technology. Bacon. Fully cooked, fully hydrated, ready-to-eat right from the pack bacon. Or warm and served. Life-saving, ready-to-eat bacon. 10-year shelf life bacon. Ships free at FullyCookedBacon.com. FullyCookedBacon.com. By now you know that wireless technology like cell phones do in fact pose dangers to the health and privacy of everyone. Blocket Pocket's wide range of products are unmatched in providing the protection you deserve. No scare tactics, just common sense. BlockitPocket.com offers quality American-made options to alleviate and eliminate these invisible dangers. Learn more at BlockitPocket.com or call 888-315-9618. BlockitPocket.com, enhancing health and privacy. Did you know that your children are the most vulnerable to identity theft? It's no surprise with all the mobile phones, social media platforms, that your children will eventually be a victim to one of the most significant crimes of the 21st century, identity theft. Don't let that happen. Cover your whole family, your spouse, your children, and your parents right now by calling Liberty ID. LibertyID.com is where you go for a significant discount just by using GCN at checkout, or you can call 844-44-LIBERTY. That's 844-44-LIBERTY. If you're 85 or younger, would you like peace of mind and comfort for your family? We're Final Expense Direct with an urgent message for you. The average funeral today costs over $8,000, but the most you'll get from government benefits is $255. How will your family pay the difference? We can help. Our senior plans start as low as just a dollar a day and pay up to $30,000 for a funeral and other final expenses. Peace of mind is easy. There's no medical exam. You'll have lifetime coverage, and your plan can't be canceled as long as you pay your premiums. Call now for free information about our senior plans. Answer a few simple questions and receive approval right on the phone. Plus, call right now and we'll give you a discount prescription card for free. Call 800-557-0158. That's 800-557-0158. Again, 800-557-0158. This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com.
this is Jacques Vallée, you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. So, obviously, whatever Travis Walton saw, that's not what they looked like. Or it was a show put on for his benefit. Yeah, it's a show. Uh, I believe it's always a show put on for the benefit of the experiencers. Because I believe that uh, these alien visitors, that they can change races, they can change appearance, like we change suits of clothing. Uh, maybe even easier than that, if there is a you know a holographic type uh, component to it. Uh, and it, and I think that the Travis Walton experience is is a good example of that because you see those repeating. Because what investigators do is they look across you know, hundreds of these cases and look for these clues, patterns that repeat because we're building a profile. We're building a profile of the subject and who they are and what they want and what their agenda is. Now, there's an abduction researcher out there. Actually, two, but one's no longer with us. Dr. David Jacobs has a theory that E.T. is here to create a hybrid or hubrid race of humans aliens to eventually take us over and that's what abductions are all about and that's why we have all the genetic experimentation and the reports of people possibly being impregnated with alien embryos or something that to us is very extreme chris and i have very serious questions about dr jacob's research and about his conclusions but if et is putting on a show for us assuming this is E.T., would that be part of the show? To pretend to create a race of half-human, half-alien to walk amongst us? Oh, no, I don't think it's a show at all. I think that uh, that is very likely is going on. I don't know if it's if it's already been, if these hybrids have already been planted here. But like you said earlier, all these abductions that have probably been going on over hundreds, thousands of years, they're collecting a lot of human material, and they've got quite a bank built up. When you have money in the bank, you got to spend it at some point. And I believe we're going to get all that tissue, all those samples, all the human material, we're going to get it back someday. And yeah, I think a part of it is going to be the way that uh, Dr. Jacob says, with these hybrid creatures, these uh, mixed creatures that uh, will be sent back to us. And we're going to get all of that material. Now, imagine with all that human tissue material that they've built up over so many years, how much, how many hybrids is that that they could actually build uh, in that time? to uh, send back to us. That's quite a lot. Yeah, but do you really think they engage in such a primitive way of doing this? I don't know how primitive it is. It it seems pretty advanced to create new forms of life out of our genetic material that kind of shares some traits with us, but that's very different in other ways. Just like what we see in, in prehistory with the Anunnaki, when we see these artful representations of the Anunnaki messing around with DNA and creating uh, these new creatures in the work that we see from uh, prehistory. And oh, I think we could be heading back to that situation again. Chris, what's your feeling about this? I don't know. Anytime I hear Anunnaki and prehistory and these types of terms, I might, again, my 
kind of eyes glaze over. Um, Don't glaze over, Chris. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Well, his nickname I, is know, Glaze. I, <laughs> I have a tough time just suspending my disbelief and going there. Um, you know, I think I think there's very little evidence, tantalizingly so, that we're being visited by anything. And and one of the questions that Angelo has here is. Uh, He's just wondering what makes you believe that most of these events can't be explained by something more prosaic. And, of course, he says, my favorite question is, why is there no footage of these things? My opinion is that in a time where the majority of people have high-definition cameras with them, we should have a lot more footage. I also feel that the explanation that these things are able to avoid our cameras somehow is a bit of a cop-out. You know, I've been saying that, too. I, I remember in the... Right there in 99, uh, the change of the millennium saying, oh, yeah, with these cell phones and, you know, everybody's going to have a camera. We're going to have so many more pictures. Mm-hmm. The data, you know, uh, the technology will finally overwhelm uh, the mystery. So far, I mean, people are so, they've got their cameras pointed at themselves so much that <laughs> part of the reason is that, you know, they're not looking at their environment. Everybody's looking, <laughs> falling in love with their thumbs. I mean, let's get real, but but while still, the giant, while the giant more, UFO uh, is floating over quality photographs. Uh, why aren't we? Uh, what do you think, John? Well, I talk about this in my book. There's something called the shock and freeze factor when a person experiences a paradigm shifting event. There's kind of like a revolt from the brain that uh, refuses, doesn't want to accept what the senses are taking in. And that happens. That happens to anyone who goes through something that changes their reality. There's a resistance to accepting that it's true. It's called the shock and freeze factor. However, there are phenomena that are so slow moving, like again, the Phoenix Lights, where we had this uh, large triangle type ship that was one or two miles from wingtip to wingtip, out yeah, but we have no no photographs of it. There's ten thousand people. They estimated saw it. There's lots of photos and video of the uh, Phoenix Lights. That's no. There's videotapes of the flares that Luke Air Force Base sent up uh, 45 minutes later. There's no actually photographs of the craft. The uh, flares that were sent up were done one week later after the phenomena. It was just timed to make it appear that it was done in the same time frame. But it was a no, no, no. The flares were sent up 45 minutes after the craft went by. Yeah, but there are photos of the actual phenomena and, and video as well. If uh, you just uh, do people do a search, they can find various uh, examples of that. It, it is out there. And the reason is because it was such an incredibly slow-moving phenomena at the time, almost as if it wanted to be seen by as many people as possible. Well, it's something that you were you were kind of fishing around for. I know it's in the book, fishing around for people that would make good spokespeople, and you you you, you touted uh, Lynn Katai as someone that is positioned uh, because of her you know academic uh, credentials and whatnot as a as a person to represent the, the UFO field, and I and I because she was differ. in Raising Arizona too, the uh, movie. Yeah, I great, would beg to movie. differ with you. She's one of the most bought in naive, total suspension of disbelief, special destiny person, all the things that, that are bells and whistles in my book. I mean, I, I love Lynn to pieces, don't get me wrong. I think she's a great lady. But she has totally bought the whole true believer, Kool-Aid, uh, hook, line, and sinker 
I, I don't believe she's objective. Um, I think that she's she's had a life changing experience, and everything now is going to be tempered through that particular prism. So it's always a bad thing whenever any kind of phenomena or outlook becomes like a religious type outlook instead of just what it is. And so I just want to tell people that they have to they have to look at these people's uh, testimony and uh, just you know decide for themselves and uh, you know look at my testimony also in my books on my uh, website uh, uh, johntamabooks.com. And uh, my books on Amazon, The uh, Extra Dimensionals and The Power Investigators. And so they can decide for themselves, you know, what is credible and what is not. Thank you so much. You can find us on Twitter. Look for The Paracast on Twitter. Look for a pair of official Paracast fan clubs on Facebook. Look for the official Paracast channel on YouTube. It's getting complicated already. And look for The Paracast Plus. Go to plus.thepowercast.com. That's P-L-U-S dot thepowercast.com. There you find out about joining Powercast Plus. We offer a version of this show free of the network ads. We take out 41 minutes of ads, so everything goes with very little interruption. We give you the After the Powercast podcast for more, and we also offer videos and other things. More content coming from Paul Kimball's Other Side of Truth in the near future. As a matter of fact, when he finishes his current efforts at being a politician. Paul Kimball, right. Check out plus.thepowercast.com. John D'Souza, I had a lot of fun with this, talking and debating with you and discussing our viewpoints. Thank you so much for joining us on The Powercast. Yeah, thanks for being on. All right. Thanks, Gene. Thanks, Chris. It was awesome. Featuring Gene Steinberg and Christopher O'Brien is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in The Paracast.